Good evening, everybody. This is Societal Deconstruction Podcast, and my name is Boat. And I'm Shaggy. Shaggy. Shaggy, Scooby-Doo. How are you doing tonight? I'm great. Better than I was months ago. Are you the real Shaggy from Scooby-Doo? I am. And um, I'm very hungry. I want some Scooby snacks. Is Scooby still alive? Of course. Oh, good. The whole, the whole, what is it, the dream machine or... The van. The van. Belma, Fred, y'all doing well. Good, good, good. That's good. That's good to hear. That's great to hear. Great to hear. Well, we're going to be doing a little uh, podcast this evening for everybody's listening pleasure. And um, Shaggy was actually with us on episode six, Talking Trauma, Breaking the Silence. So we're going to talk a little bit about where he was then and where he is now today. That was probably, what, back in... What, May that we did that one? Yeah, I, I believe so. I think it was. And we're on actually episode 15 tonight. It's an honor to be here. Oh, thank you so much. For, you know, you and all of our listeners, all 70,000 of you. We appreciate our five listeners that we have. Um, And I do apologize that we haven't gotten a podcast out. It's been a, it's been a minute. Well, it has, but it's a, it's a process, you know? It is. It's not the easiest to get people together and everything set up it's it's a whole process it's hard to get me and you together and set up the microphone yes we're busy schedules and i've been sick i will confess well anyways uh, you want to ask questions or sure ask me a question or yeah so back in may when we did the original excuse me talking trauma breaking the silence episode um where do you think you were mentally that's a good question um at a good place but not at a great place you know you ever ask someone how their day is and they're like good you know it's not like an awesome day it's just a decent one i think you were like interesting and interested in bettering yourself you wanted to better yourself you just weren't quite sure how to get there yet yeah and, and i've had some episodes since then you know where i've like lashed out and you know, wanted to, yeah, lash out, you know, angry at the world for what I experienced, what I went through, trying to understand, like, what was the purpose? Like, why me, you know? And so here today, I feel like I I finally understand and have that closure. And I just wanted to share that with the listeners and, you know. That's nice. That's a nice place to be. That's probably hard to get there. Very hard to get there. Um. Do you know why? I, uh, in my opinion, I went through it because God, in my opinion, knew that I was strong enough to, you know, go through that and share my story with other people who may not be as, not to say strong or, you know, but just to, to help other people that are going through the same thing, mm-hmm. you know? And I think to make you a stronger person in general, too. Correct. I mean, you were already strong enough to to make it through and, you know, survive and and get through, you know, being an adult and stuff. But I bet it made you, I bet it made you stronger to begin with, too. We should probably touch on it, you know, a little bit about what happened, too, so for the listeners that didn't listen to episode six. Yeah, for sure. Does it sound like we have a sick dog in the background? It does. Can I let him out? Yeah, go ahead. Let me let him out. One moment, folks. Come on. 
Eva, go outside. Outside. Eva, go outside. Go outside. Yeah, no, they don't want to go outside. Okay, well, back, back to the <clears throat> Coco and I both have congestive heart failure. No, <laughs> Coco does. Um, but no, I mean, you know, just just little things like that, you know, used to trigger me, especially when you're talking about something so personal. You know, it would just trigger you and put you in a in an angry place. But what if you're talking about something personal and then you had a dog coughing in the background? Or anything, anything that would interrupt you from being able to get out what you were yeah. trying to get out and it's, then it would piss you off. It puts you in, you know, in a place where you're so vulnerable and like here I am to, trying to tell my story and I can't even yeah get my story out. And I used to like, you know, I used to wake up mad, you know, I would like roll out of bed and just automatically have anxiety. My heart would be racing, Ugh. you know, and I would, I would freak out, you know, I would cuss out the world, you know? And so my mom would like, you know, be afraid to wake me up, you know? And that's um, crazy. Yeah. But not really. No, I mean, and, but I'm, I don't do that anymore. I, I wake up and I'm happy, you know? It's I had like, periods of my life where I, I did that when I was younger. Yeah. And I didn't even have that kind of trauma. Yeah. Because, you know, one thing is like the dishes. I would hear dishes clanking in the kitchen. And it's like you would do it on purpose, like banging the doors and putting the dishes away. And, you know, as a young kid, like, you're like, oh, fuck, like, I got to go put the dishes away, you know, and feeling guilty already because you're not doing something. Yeah. And um, but it, it would just be early as fuck in the morning. And you would think to yourself, like, hey, I was going to do it in the morning, but he would stay up all night and, you know, and just, you be know, like four or five o'clock in the morning, not the normal time to get up. And later on, I found out he was like doing drugs and, you know, the older I got and things that I experienced, like, I was like, yeah, he was definitely just coming down, taking it out on me. So, that you know, sucks. I guess like, I understand, but I also like, you know, like me, like today I was at work and everybody was being a fucking asshole to me, you know? And I'm like, dude, like when I, when I do drugs and I go to work, like I'm not a fucking asshole, you know? So it's like, there's no excuse, but. It used to make me happier yeah. and more able to deal with the bartending or whatever I was doing. But I also know that feeling when you want to be an asshole, you know, but I just, ever since I've just, you know, started like trying to spread love and peace and joy. It's like, you know, it's, it's so easy for me to not do that. And so, you know, so I had to understand that sometimes you have to go through hell to know what, you know, to experience heaven truly. For you know? sure, yeah. I think you have to go through bad times to really appreciate the good. Because I'm in a place in my life where I really appreciate the good. Like, I try to live in the moment and just appreciate each moment and enjoy life, whatever's going on around me at the time. I try to appreciate the moments, the hours, the days. They go by so fast. Yeah. So fast. They do. It's crazy. And, you know, I've never really been able to, to live in the moment like that. And they call that mindfulness. You know, paying attention. I don't know that I pay attention to it all the time, but I definitely try to. Because when you say about when you used to wake up angry, when I was younger, I would do that. Not all the time. I don't think I was like clinically depressed, depressed, but there'd be days I'd wake up and I'd just go immediately into the negative spiral. And I'd think of everything, just all the bad stuff, all the bad stuff, all the bad stuff. And 
you know, on a layer on top of layer on top of layer on top of layer until I'd almost be in tears, just overwhelmed and not even wanting to get out of bed because I didn't even know where to begin. My life seems so devastatingly, just unbearably out of control. Yeah. And it wasn't even, it was like, you know, I had a, you know, at one point I had a brand new house built and I had, you know, two little kids and that was, that was a lot. But I, I remember there being days during that time that I felt like that. No. And I, and I think even moments like this, where we're talking about how happy we are, it almost feels weird. It's like taboo to us because we're so used to the chaos that we feel like we don't deserve this, mm-hmm. you know, and the hardest part about it is like sharing your happiness with other people who have been through the same situation and, you know, saying like, Hey, your situation, you know, can change, like letting them know that they can get to a point of happiness. They're not always going to be sad and miserable. And I, and I just learned that like, when you get into those bad moods, you're allowing them to have control over your life. And when you realize that you want to have control over your life, that's when, you know, changes start to happen, Mm -hmm. you know, because you are the only one that can control how you react to a situation. You're always going to have situations. You're always going to people that piss you off, stupid things that happen in your life, but you're the only one who control how you react to it. You can either be a miserable asshole or you can be try to stay happy and positive through it. And honestly, from experience, the more happy and positive you stay through it, the more happy and positive your life goes because positivity breeds positivity and negativity breeds negativity. If you're negative all the time, it just seems like that's kind of the route that everything tends to go. No. And yeah, I mean, that kind of brings up maybe our next topic is manifestation and I truly believe in it, you know, and I want to touch on the fact like, you know, setting up this podcast, like being impatient, like the old me would have been like, cussing you out or being an like, fuck you we're not yeah. gonna even do it <laughs> you know and then like you know but because it, it took uh, me a little bit to get everything set up but it, but when you realize like hey like you're not helping the situation by doing that you know you you know how can i help okay be patient okay don't say anything mean you know what i'm saying because i just wanted to express to you that i really wanted to talk about this because you know i was going through a a, a bit of anxiety and like talking about this really calms me down because you know i just want to share you know everything that was on my mind and now that we're talking about it i'm like okay like i wasn't losing what i wanted to talk about i was just getting a little impatient you know Mm -hmm. and you know sometimes you just have to take a deep breath that's what i do and and like just think about manifest positivity you know and think about you know this moment is part you know this is a moment in my life where i could choose to be miserable or happy and I might as well be happy because you don't know how many moments you have left. I mean, there's so many things that could go wrong and happen to you or, you know, the whole planet could get blown up by an asteroid or there's just so many things that could that could happen where we might not have unlimited. We don't have unlimited moments. Yeah, that's true. I mean, just yesterday I was I was locked up, you know, that's insane. He tells yeah. me the story. I couldn't believe it. He had a warrant in Orange County for what, for how many years? Years. Yeah, they've been trying to get in contact with me for years. 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 And when you had your little problem in Lake County, they didn't even find it. I mean, when you think these computer systems are somewhat connected. Right. And I, it, it makes me think like they're just waiting for me to trip up. And that's like, you know, what's right now. I know the smartest thing to do is like 
not drive home because it's the streets are empty. You know what I'm saying? It'd be like a sitting duck out there. And yeah, but you know, like I'm safe here. And you know, because like, but that's scary because you know, like getting pulled over and, and just your whole like freedom flashing in front of your eyes. Like, do you want to tell them why you're so worried about that? Well, I'm so worried about getting pulled over. Like what you, what you have going on with the, your, your case that you just had. Oh, I mean, you know, I'm on probation for, um, you know, I had a bunch of weed on me. A pound. A pound. And so it was on felony, felony. And it's, it's stupid because it wasn't even good weed. I couldn't sell it. And I <laughs> you had it on the floor of the car. I should have just left it. And then <laughs> I was, just let it like, let it go out the door of the car. I was smoking, listening to young Dolph and like, they could just sniff that shit out, you know? And, you know, <coughs> Excuse me. they pulled me over and it just, it all feels like those moments like happen for a reason, you know? And like, you know, like it's scary and, you know, like I'm, I'm just very thankful of like, you know, the people who have my back and got me out and stuff, because once you get in there, you know, it's, it's, it's a crooked system, you know, mm -hmm. and they want to. Did I bail you out? No, you came and picked me up though. Oh, I picked him up. Yeah. yeah I knew very, I had some little part of it. Very appreciative of that. But, You're welcome. But then, yeah. So driving the other day, I was like, what's taking so long, you know? And I was worried because like, yeah, I did just have a beer. And I, you know, I had a friend with me, so I was like, felt bad for them. Oh, I would know? have been, yeah, I would have been worried about that. And beer. yeah, they're just, you know, they don't explain anything to you until you're in the back of that car. And, and then they then, actually do. And then, yeah. And um, they're saying like, oh, we have to wait to see if, you know, and I'm like, just let's get it over with. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, you know, and. Yeah, take me here. Let's get the party started. I yeah. don't, I want to get out of here. But. You know, once I got there, I couldn't get a hold of anyone. The phone, you know, only two phones worked. And if you don't know anyone's number or whatever, like. They don't let you look at your phone to get a number out, do they? I mean, they do, but if they're nice, you know. They don't have to. Yeah, they don't have to. So. I just can't believe you got four years of felony probation for weed. Yeah. In this day and age. That's how harsh Florida still is, folks, because I don't think it's like that everywhere else. No. And Florida's still harsh on drug laws. I was looking at the drug laws the other day because I was looking at something to see if you got caught picking psilocybin mushrooms, what your what your uh, uh, sentence was. And I didn't really find the answer to that, actually. But I found out that marijuana in the state of Florida is a Schedule One drug, as well as heroin, cocaine. Um, I think I think meth is a Schedule Two. And weed is the schedule one. Weed is in the highest schedule of drugs, the most potent, hardest drugs. Weed is still in, in the state of Florida. Is that right? No, I mean, yeah. How could that be? I don't, I mean. Like, like, like math is the schedule two. And what was the stuff that was the schedule three was like blowing my mind. Um, I'd have to look back at the list, but yeah. It, it just was crazy. Yeah, and I'm I haven't smoked weed in over a month now, you know, and I'm very proud of that, and that's a big reason why my mom's so you know proud of me and supportive of me, and came and picked me up last night. But you know, not everyone has somebody like that. Yeah, you know, and but yeah, I mean, if they would have found any weed on me or whatever, I would, you know, they probably were hoping that they did, you know, mm -hmm. and that's more why, money for the system. That's why I was smiling so hard in my picture because like. 
I just knew I was going home, you know. But even, his his mugshot, he's smiling like he's happy, happy as a clam. But um, while I was in there, you know, I just had a lot of time to reflect and to touch base back on what we were talking about, you know. Jesus. <laughs> so funny. But all I told myself is like, you know, I I was sent here for a reason, and um, I can't just thank God for the good moments. I have to thank Him, you know, for the bad as well, and. You know, while I was in there, I, you know, I really thought to myself that it was heavy on my heart that I, you know, want to forgive everyone that's ever done wrong to me. And, you know, nice. we, we mentioned that earlier and, you know, off, off, um, off microphone. And we both said it was like a very peaceful feeling. And I think you had a, an ex, an excerpt about mm -hmm. that. And when I, I've always, well, I realized at a young age that holding something on your heart like that, like holding a grudge against somebody. It doesn't affect them. It affects you. And it just, it's just resentment and negativity and stuff that you don't need to carry around. So you're better off forgiving the person. You don't have to forget, but you can forgive them and then you feel better. But I actually found this and I have my dad's old um, AA book, the big blue book from uh, when he was in AA before he passed away. And there was this little excerpt in it and I wanted to read it. It's called Decide to Forgive. Decide to Forgive for Resentment is Negative. Resentment is poisonous. Resentment diminishes and devours the self. Be the first to forgive, to smile, and to take the first step, and you will see happiness bloom on the face of your human brother or sister. Be always the first. Do not wait for others to forgive, for by forgiving, you become the master of fate, the fashioner of life, the doer of miracles. To forgive is the highest form of love. In return, you will receive untold peace and happiness. Wow. And the author is unknown. So you found that where? In my dad's AA book. Yeah. And I've always thought that. I've always thought that myself without having articulated it so nicely. So I thought that was perfect. Yeah, that brings up a lot. In my mind. Um, I bet it does when you have something like that that happened to you like that. Like, gosh, I had to forgive my cousin for not paying. I lent her money off my credit card and. I don't argue, fight with her about getting it paid back. And like, we didn't talk for 10 years over that. <laughs> like, that's just bullshit. Yeah. Where do what, you know, is she still about. alive or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's nice. Hi, Kimberly. She lives in North Carolina. I love you. If you're listening, that'd be awesome. <laughs> no, and I mean, I'm just, I honestly just want to take this moment and say, like, you know, if this just, you know. And she did, pay, I will say real quick, she did pay it back. Oh, she did. She did. She did pay it back. Yeah. I did exonerate her. I didn't want to leave that leave that hanging. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I guess I'm anonymous here, so you know. Oh what? Anonymous is that? A, oh yes, yes, yeah. yes. But you know, I've always been very open about my life, and you know, it just it just reminds me of when I got out of boot camp. Um, oh, because you were Shaggy was in the Navy. Yeah, I was, and um, I did four years, and I ended up. Long story. My it was best, weed, the damn weed again. Yeah, the weed and weed is like your nemesis. I know, bro. yeah, it is. And and my, you know, my best friend turned on me, and it was like it was just I was mad at the world, you know, at that moment. And um, I came home and hung out with my mom, and we did, you know, we did stuff together that I never thought we would do, and we opened up to each other. And I just remember like being like, dude. I've always like wanted to like 
have this conversation with you. And I, I remember just telling her, like, I forgive you. I forgive you. And, you know, and she was just like, she couldn't, she, she couldn't accept the forgiveness, you know? And, um, but once did I Did you think she didn't deserve to be forgiven? Yeah, for oh, sure. Wow. That's, that's rough. And I think that's something that, you know, is still in the back of her head. Mm -hmm. You know, it probably and, always will be. But I don't know if you could shake that. But if I could forgive my mom, then I, I should be able to forgive, you know, my stepdad. And, you know, and I know you said earlier, like, that's that's bullshit. Fuck him. And it's like, I no, I, I really do like saying that. Like, I do forgive him. I no, mean, I think it's good. To, I think it's good for you to forgive him. But I don't think I think you need to be careful how far you want to go. No, I don't want to be friends. I don't right. want to, you know, allow him back in my life. But I don't want him to have that power over me. Exactly. And, you know. So, no, I think forgiving him is beneficial to you. Like you said in the excerpt, you know, like once you forgive, then you take control of power, mm -hmm. you know? And so like, and you get that off of your, that you get that evil resentment, negativity off of your heart. Yeah. I mean, cause yeah. for sure, like there's been nights that I'll stay up, I'll start, I'll be drinking and then I'll drinking I'll, and thinking I want to like, you know, reach out. I've gone, I've drove looking for him before, you know, and like whenever, and when I get in those moods, my mom's just like, so like, fuck. Like, oh, I bet she freaks out. Yeah. And so she just probably wants to put it, put it all away. <laughs> yeah. And like and not so, deal with that, that closely. Do you know where he lives? I have an idea, you know, but you know, like, like God says, like revenge, you know, revenge is, is mine, you know, and like I put it in God's hands. And once I, you know, truly did that and like said, okay, like I'm going to like focus on other things. I just have a whole new peaceful, joyful life. You know what I'm saying? And I could focus on other things and. You got to leave it up to either God, however, whatever you believe in, either God or karma or, you know, that karma's a bitch. And I've learned in that, boy. Karma comes and gets people no matter what. It could take years, but it will get it will get them. I don't know. It could be God. It could be karma. It could be the same exact thing. Probably is. But they will get theirs. Just desserts. They will get theirs. And you don't have to do a thing. Yeah, for sure. If you do it, then you risk the opportunity, uh, you know, possibly going to jail or whatever, depending on what you're going to do yeah. for revenge. I mean, and that that's can exactly completely ruin what, your own life. That's exactly what the devil wants me to do. Yeah. You know? And I think that part of forgiving him is showing that when you allow Jesus into your heart and can forgive someone like that, the devil's like his argument is no longer valid mm -hmm. because like, Null and void. you know, if, if I have anger against him and don't forgive him, then he's like, you see, he's not following your rules. He should go to, you know? So it's like, I, I truly believe that I had to like allow that forgiveness into my heart to, to take, you know, to grow. Mm hmm you know? Absolutely. And that's part of being the bigger, being the bigger person. Yeah. And so where I am now, it's like, I don't really like talking about it or whatever, because I know other people have similar situations and it brings up like triggering things. But I just hope that like, you know, me sharing my story could help other people like forgive people who have done them wrong in the past and, you know, live, you know, a, a better life. And you could have a different, whole different aspect of it now. Like when you were younger, you would talk about what happened and, you know, focus on that part of it. And um, like you said, you used to do the trauma dumps and stuff like that. But like 
now instead of talking about that part of it you can talk about how it's made you a stronger person and how you've overcome the anger and how you've forgiven and then you could be a real inspiration to those people that are still going through the trauma of it and trying to figure out their way and not knowing any of that that they can get to that point yeah and you can tell them that stuff that'd be a great i mean no, it's way it's you could do you could do speaking engagements and stuff i mean you could do you, that's like wide open you could do all kinds of stuff really to help people thank you you could i it's appreciate amazing. it yeah i mean it's amazing it's amazing not to be angry every day like i don't i don't know if i that'd be very very difficult yeah i'm, no, I'm I happy mean, for you no and i mean i you want me to share more about you know like my my journey or you know because i don't want to just cut off the conversation people, no you're you know. fine with me but yeah i mean i used to always like jump to anger jump to joking around or ignoring things or pushing things off or whatever and you know i've learned that like you know talking about it you know especially like with a therapist or on this podcast you know it's not exactly trauma dumping and it's you know it, it really helps and i try to like stay away from making a joke out of it and saying oh like let's move on or whatever you know because it's really not a joking matter no yeah it's really not and um, if you use that as a deflection you know so you don't have to think about it you don't have to go into that dark place i think you know just to you know it bounces off of you maybe better with the joke or yeah i mean and i just i you know i i want to remind everyone like you know when you start to like can't breathe and you know i i just like take deep breaths and think about the good in my life and and you know and like just ignore those thoughts because like they're just you know they're just thoughts and focus on your blessings yeah because ultimately we have control of our thoughts and the more control you get over your thoughts the better your life can be yeah for when sure. you let your thoughts have control over you it can be a massive quagmire because i had that issue when i was younger i couldn't i could not control my own brain and that's just part of my mental illness i think because i'm bipolar yeah. And I didn't know I was until a few years ago and I'm almost 50. So, you know, in my twenties and thirties, I didn't know what I was going through up, down, this, there, negative, you know, and I didn't know, I didn't know that I didn't know what was going on and I, I didn't know how to deal with it. And it was hard. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I always love to be transparent and talk about how I'm feeling right now. Like I feel those negative thoughts coming in, like all the worries for tomorrow and all that. And I just keep on ignoring them and saying, like, enjoy this moment. Like, you know, you're where you want to be. You're on, you know, path, you know. With, I think about you know, your blessings. Yeah. And I, you know, I like to talk about that. Like, I mean, my life is going good. And just the, just the, the joy and, like, the happiness is worth millions, you know. Of dollars, oh, God. You know. I'm so much happier. I'm, I'm that, I think I'm the happiest I've ever been. Yeah. Yeah, pretty, pretty close. I think so. I mean, I think my happiness has stemmed from um, my creativity and the things that I'm doing now, rather than being in the nine to five rut of working. I think the nine to five rut of working and, you know, life was so difficult that there was no room for my brain to have any sort of creativity whatsoever. I didn't do anything creative. I didn't write. I didn't write poems. I didn't paint. I didn't do... I didn't do anything for like 30, 25, 30 years. Yeah. And now you're finally armed. 
yeah. Since I've quit working, I started painting. Then I went into writing. Then I went into advocating. Excuse me. Then I went into podcasting. I mean, it's crazy. I just have all these ideas every day. And I mean, if I had a team of people, I could get so much accomplished. That's like kind of where my brain is right now. Like, and that's my new frustration. It's like once you find that piece, then you have all these ideas. Like, you know, I'm over here kind of like, oh, is this podcast, are we doing it right? Should we be talking about something, you know, blah, blah, blah. Should we do jokes, songs, like whatever, like, you know, because. We definitely I mean, don't want to sing. Uh, no, it's, it's endless. And, um, you know, like I was telling you the other night, I was sitting there trying to write a rap song. I was trying to write jokes. And then like, you just like beat yourself up. And especially when you don't have a support system, you know, and, um, and like, yeah, some, like you were saying, like you, you share things and only two people like it, mm -hmm. you know, and that, that really beats you up and, and it sucks. Or you try to show the person that you want to care the most and they don't listen or they don't give you feedback. Or like, I would love to like tell people my ideas and then have a bunch of people that are like media savvy or whatever say, Oh, that's a great idea. I can help you with that. <laughs> that's what I'm hoping and waiting for. Yeah. So if any of you are out there, please contact me at societal deconstruction at gmail.com. <laughs> That'd be great. Or just like, and subscribe and, you know, leave a review, leave a review. That'd be nice. Send us a voice message. Yeah. That'd be nice. Um, the website is societaldestruction.com, so that's easy. If you can spell those two words, most people probably can. Societal. You want to take an intermission? Destruction.com. Yes, let's do that. All right, cool. We'll be back, folks. Societal Deconstruction Podcast is a podcast that thinks differently. SDP wants to help our listeners think differently. Eventually, the whole world will think differently. Eradicate the hate and shame and stigma against people who are different and want to live life outside the norm of society. People like me and you that have thought past the status quo and the norm. Live your precious life the most sovereign way you can. Don't do what you think you are supposed to do. If it doesn't feel right, then it isn't. Always listen to your first instinct, that first punch in the gut. That is your intuition and you can trust it. Travel. See the world, educate yourself about people, different cultures, different food, different places. Embrace the differences in humanity. We are all creatures of planet Earth. We are all born alone. We all die alone. We are all born naked without the constructs of society. The constructs of society are indoctrinated in us very early on. Once you open your eyes and understand, you will live your life in a completely new way. Freeing your mind and discarding the chains of society is so liberating. Life is precious. Life is beautiful. Life is short. Live it for yourself. Don't conform to society's norm. Do what you want, how you want, and when you want to do it. The best stories are life stories. Thanks for listening to Societal Deconstruction Podcast, and we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Societal Deconstruction Podcast with boat and shaggy how's it going shaggy it's good do you have a nice little break i did good not gonna lie well this month is october yes it's finally starting to cool off in central florida thank ever loving jesus christ almighty oh my gosh it's beautiful weather it's been glorious i actually went outside the other day for more than 20 seconds that's and if you knew her 
That's crazy. Like, that's, yeah, that's a big that deal. Mean, that means like the world is ending. I used to go outside all the time, but I actually went outside and fucked around with my plants and I repotted a couple of them and like shit like that. Oh, that's nice. That was nice. Yeah, it felt good. Yeah, I, this kind of weather makes me want to go to a pumpkin patch. Yeah, I, not me. <laughs> no. October 9th was Leif Erickson Day. Who's that? Who was Leif Erickson and why was he important? He was a Viking, I believe. From when? Uh, let's find out. Shit. Oh, this is dumb. Here we go. <gasps> Check out the Viking boat. That's cool. So was he Swedish? It's true. The arrival of Leif Erikson, Leif, I think, Leif Erikson and his Vikings in North America over 1,000 years ago didn't really change history, but they did mark something significant. Leif's explorations never led to permanent settlement. Only a few pieces of physical evidence have been found to corroborate the Viking presence. What we are celebrating, therefore, is a historic encounter between Europeans and North Americans. One could say it was the original family reunion. New, they landed in Newfoundland, which is eastern Canada. Northeastern Canada. Yeah, where were they from exactly, the Vikings? I think they were from um, Norway. What, Norway, Sweden? Yeah. That type of thing. It was in or around the year 1000. Huh. What would they say? I believe the, the Vikings are from Sweden. Because I'm, I'm half Swedish and my grandma. I'm Swedish from, too. Yeah? Yeah. That's cool. On my grandmother's side, on my mom's side. Says the rough mannered Vikings called the native people Skraelings. Look, that looks like a Swedish word. Yeah. Sweden. Yeah. I think they were Norwegian as well. Oh, they were from Greenland. So when is when is Leif Erikson Day? That was on the 9th, I believe. October 9th. So we missed it. Says October 9th is a busy day with three more holidays packed into it. Canadian Thanksgiving, Columbus Day, and Indigenous Peoples Day. That's cool. That's cool since we took all of their fucking land and treated them like complete garbage. Yeah. It's nice that we give them one day of the year now to celebrate what we did to them. Lovely. The Native Americans? Native Americans and, um, yeah, any any people that were here when Columbus came and isn't then that, we destroyed them all. Isn't that crazy how, like... They had it figured out. Like, life was perfect. Mm. And then we came here and just ruined it. Well, yeah, we brought diseases. We killed them all off. We ki we killed them to take their land. Um, we didn't give a shit. I think we were kind of assholes, to be honest. And see, what else do we have in October? We have October 18th is St. Luke's Little Summer. This is a date steeped in folklore. So you want to talk about the holidays in October? St. Luke's Feast Day. I'm just reading what's on the almanac. October 24th is United Nations Day, which aims to bring awareness to the work of the United Nations worldwide. And then October 31st is what? Halloween. Yes. And I read something really cool the other day. It said, Halloween is when the veil between the worlds of the living and the dead is thinnest. That's creepy. I know. I thought that was creepy too. I thought it was cool. I don't. I don't really like Halloween. I love Halloween. 
Really? Yeah, I think it's great. You're scaredy. You're like scaredy kid. I mean, I like dressing up and stuff, but like. I don't like dressing up. Some I just stuff. like Halloween because it's kind of a fun holiday. Some of the costumes are scary. I like Halloween and I like Thanksgiving. Christmas can go fuck itself. What? I hate Christmas. Oh, presents and gifts? Ugh, and family? I like the family. I like the food. Presents yeah. are just annoying. I don't like to be told what to do. Yeah. So telling me that I have to buy presents on that specific day chaps my ass. You I'll like, buy them when I want to. Do you like giving gifts or getting? Giving. I don't I don't like giving. Yeah. I don't need anything. When people ask my mom always ask me, what do you want for Christmas? I'm like You don't know. I don't know what an eight ball. <laughs> <laughs> we can say that on here. I don't know, yeah. Sure. We can say whatever we want on here. Yeah. I'm just joking anyway. Well, um some really good acts to see from the nineties. That'd be nice for yeah. Yeah. Like what do you we really want for Christmas? Christmas? Gifts. Yeah. What do you that, really want? That bottle alcohol. No alcohol. I don't drink. No. No. I don't need clothes. I don't need a gift card. I have so many clothes that I can go months without doing laundry. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really go to restaurants. I'd rather cook at home. Yeah, I wouldn't mind a gift card for a grocery store, honestly. Some EBT. Yeah, because the food's so expensive nowadays. It's stupid expensive. Yeah, like someone to cook for you. I you was... know what I really liked when Blake was here, my roommate, and we got those stupid HelloFresh. They weren't stupid. They were great. It was HelloFresh meal boxes. <sighs> those things were amazing. They came with all the ingredients and the recipe. All you had to do was prep, like cut up your vegetables or your meat and... um follow their little instructions to the letter. Everything came out done at the same time. And every single one of them was phenomenal. There yeah. was not one that I didn't like. And I tried like 20 of them. I tried to bake a cheesecake the other day. It was super hard. Oh, I made cheesecakes. They're easy. What really? was hard about it? Yeah. Well, I dropped it on the floor, first of all. Did you have a springform pan? No, I didn't. I'm not a baker. I'm not a huge baker either, but I did once I had the kids and stuff. I had started making like holiday desserts and stuff. Like for Thanksgiving, I would make like a caramel pecan cheesecake, take over to the in-laws. And I had to get a springform pan because to make a real cheesecake, yeah, you need a springform pan. I have one if you ever want to borrow it. I do need to borrow it. Yeah, I have one. But yeah, I made one and um Or they're like seven ninety nine at Target or Walmart. I dropped it on the floor. My mom was making it for her boyfriend. And I She's got a boyfriend now? Well, kinda. But he brought she thought I made a Is whole new one. Yeah, of course. Ah she Mom, thought, get it, get I, it, get it. She thought I made a whole new one, but I just used the one I dropped on the floor. How did you what did you drop? What where was it when you dropped it? What was it in? <laughs> I get home, she's ranting about how she's been working on this all day, you know, and she's in a happy mood. And I was trying to make my my food and watch the game. And I set it on top of the air fryer. It was in like the pan. But and not the springform pan. No. And then it, I just heard a crash. And I just like. What kind of pan was it in? Like a like, pipe? Like a pipe nine plate. inch or I don't know. Like a round pan. Like a pie plate. I guess. Okay. But I heard it fall and I'm just like. <laughs> Did it break? Was it glass? No, but it. She just was like devastated, and I like had to pick it up with with cutting board. And she's like, "Just forget it," and then she just got in a shitty mood. And I, then she's like, "All right, make me a new one." 
So I just used the one that fell on the floor. How'd you get it off the floor? With two, like, cotton boards. Ew. Yeah, I mean... Was the floor clean? Yeah, I mean... Sort of. I eat stuff off the floor. I do, too. I will. 30-second roll. Yeah, mm-hmm. five-minute roll. I have a 22-minute I have a 15, roll. 17-minute roll. Never, yeah. <laughs> Two-day roll. I'm, I'll eat pizza that's been sitting on the counter for three days. I would, too. I don't like it in the fridge. It gets all gummy and gross. I leave it on the counter. Most leftovers I leave on the counter. I will leave them overnight and then eat them the next day. I don't like to put them in the fridge because everything gets all congealed. I would eat after a homeless person. <laughs> People at my job are like, what do you recommend? I'm like, dude, I just ate a chicken wing out of the trash can. <laughs> That's great. I don't know if you want to trust my recommendations. Yeah, we'll eat, any, we'll eat out of a puddle. Yeah. I'll lick water out of a brown puddle if I'm thirsty enough. <laughs> but what, do you remember any of your Halloween costumes? Do you have any favorites? Oh, wow. Yes. Yes, I do. Oh, my God. I don't know what the hell we were thinking, but my friend Marcy. Hey, Marcy, if you're listening, that'd be great. Shout out to Marcy up in Western New York. Me and Marcy, I think we were in fifth grade. Fourth, fifth grade, I think. Fourth or fifth. Let's say fifth. Yeah. We decided to be hookers. Oh, so you just wore regular clothes? No, we found, we got heels. Yeah. We had these like strappy heels and um, slutty, like a slutty dress or skirt slutty shirt and up there it's cold yeah so we were freezing because we were in like barely any clothes and um i just remember losing a shoe the heel breaking on the other shoe those shoes were a bad deal to go walk around hoof around the whole neighborhood of the town yeah and you don't hoof around the neighborhood you hoofed around the whole town when i was a kid we didn't have those developments right it was a town of houses so we huffed, huffed around the whole town and I, yeah i lost a shoe broke a heel those heels were a bitch. I don't like heels to this day. But yeah, that was fun. We were fun. Oh, and we wore slutty makeup. But I mean, we were trying to be slutty at like, we were like nine years old. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, we weren't like 15. We were like nine. What were right. we? What were you we thinking? And we used to take pillowcases to put our candy in. You got, we were too cool for a plastic pumpkin. Like, we weren't doing that no more. Yeah. We did pillowcases. And then we'd take shaving cream and eggs and freaking toilet paper we'd mess some shit up we, little hooligans we were little hooligans we messed some shit up and then we we would mess each other up though we'd all go, like throw eggs at each other and um um sh- uh, shaving cream each other the shaving yeah. cream everywhere uh, what's your favorite candy Reese's peanut butter cups hands down it's a good one yeah what about you i just had some this morning for breakfast i had three for breakfast sour patch Swedish fish, Sour Patch. Swedish fish suck. Fuck you. Sour Patch are good. My grandma used to give me Swedish fish. Well, that's why you like them. They don't have any flavor whatsoever. They're just like Sour Patch without the the sour. They got nothing. They don't even taste like cherry. They're good, though. Oh, yuck. Yeah, my grandma that just passed away was half Swedish and half English. Really? Yep. Shout out to Grandma Sue Schindel. Oh, yeah. Her maiden name was Crandall. R.I.P. Yeah, I can't believe she's gone. She was my Grammy Grammy. Uh, well, I'm really glad that we, we were able to do this podcast. I know, me too. It was great. It was fun. Yeah. Just kind of chillaxing. Yeah, I get, got to get one out to the fans. They've been Sorry, fans, too, if we uh we didn't really have a but we're gonna do topic. More. 
we're gonna we're gonna start amping it up a little bit. I've been really busy with the George case, and I've been really sick, so that's been hard to to get it to get it done. But we're gonna try to do better here at SDP because we know we want to give our fans what they want. Our three fans, and that's what today was about. Shout out to Justine, our number one fan. Yeah, shout out, shout out, shout out, shout out. We love you. We appreciate you. And we appreciate all our other listeners too. So if you guys like the podcast, or I guess even if you don't, go to the website, societaldeconstruction.com. Leave us a review. We now have several, so it looks really cool. Thank you, everybody. But yeah, leave us a review or just go on the website, societaldeconstruction.com. Check it out. Um, if you want to be a guest, you can register to be a guest. Um, you can listen to all the episodes on the website, all 15 of them. This was episode 15 and next time, next time I think we, we will probably be talking about the George case. We're going to start getting into that and I'm gonna let you guys know what I've been working on for the last year. It's really interesting. It really is. It is. So yeah, tell a friend, um, post on social media, follow, subscribe, like, what else can they do? Comment. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to Societal Deconstruction Podcast, SDP. Hope you all had a great night with us. We definitely did, too. And uh, tune in to us next time for Episode 16.